This week on the podcast, we're talking about the big Ravens win in sports ball, clinching a playoff spot, and a little bit about that New England game as well. And for your consideration this week, we both have seen the Irishmen. We're going to talk about that. Comcast has spent $2 billion on content. Disney passes $10 billion for the year, and the Golden Globes are announced, and a whole bunch of other streaming stuff. In the news, Kamala Harris is out. Bloomberg is in. Trump is not happy with the Inspector General report. And uh, are we possibly going to see Sheila Dixon run for mayor again? We'll know more this week. You'll know more right now as the the Anthem podcast gets going right now. expected man we nearly <laughs> nearly had that uh i think you know what i'm gonna take it out of studio mode i think that's gonna be yeah 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 okay all right we are now live this is the other the podcast this is Corey. uh good afternoon everybody this is rob welcome to uh the other podcast i think this is episode 298 yeah, something like nine yeah. somewhere up there oh nearly 300 uh nonetheless uh coming to you live from the hashtag ota la studios high above the 110 freeway in downtown los angeles california Thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you for listening on your podcatcher of choice. Again, easiest way, anchor.fm forward slash O the Anthem. You want to listen on iTunes? Boom, right there. You want to listen on Spotify? Boom, right there. Everywhere you want to listen to us on a podcast, you can find it there, anchor.fm forward slash O the Anthem. And of course, you can find more O the Anthem at O the Anthem on Twitter and Instagram uh, and Facebook. You can find the videos, all of the videos, uh, at youtube.com forward slash O the Anthem and everything O the Anthem, including the merch store at O the Anthem.com. Now, you notice, Corey, I skipped over one thing there. Usually, yeah. I talk about how we're live on Facebook every single Monday. Which we are. Oh, of course. Yeah, we are live on Facebook. But for the first time, we are live globally on multiple platforms. Uh, let's see. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter via Periscope, and Twitch live all at the same time. Mm-hmm. How about that? Uh, and my laptop... Not having it. <laughs> Definitely not having it right now. But I mean, everything seems to be going smoothly. I think that we're all right. burst into flames somewhere at the 45-minute mark. And <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, listen, we're, at, uh, we're only at 63% capacity for the CPU. I'm running absolutely nothing other than OBS and uh, Google Chrome. So, hey. And you know what they say. Put your best face forward on a new day. So, of course, what I did... I shaved off my yeah. beard. Because that's what you do when you're going to go live a bunch of new places. Yeah. Yeah. Got it looked all baby faced. Oh, yeah. So, but, uh, so for those of you who might be joining us live for the first time on YouTube or on Twitch or on Twitter, welcome. Yes. Yes. Uh, You can find this. This (laughs) this is what this is. This is what a podcast is people talking. Uh, (laughs) yes. You can, you can find it on, uh, your podcatcher of choice, the live stream anywhere. Yes. Uh, and more big things to come. So, And I mean, you're seeing uh, tons of content uh, going up uh, weekly now on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Uh, the video is now going to be live all over the place. You can catch it wherever you'd like to catch it. Um, and uh, 
I mean, I felt like there was something else. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. So, and wherever you are, if you would like to chat with us, first of all, you can always get us on the uh, Oh, the Anthem listener line. What's that number, Corey? 443-219-7595. But wherever you are, uh, wherever you're listening, you can also comment right there, and it'll come right in here to the studio uh, where we'll be able to check it out. One comment already, Corey saying... This is so cool. <laughs> uh, the future is now, people. The future is now. Uh, and here we go. The first major test of the, the Odin Anthem broadcasting system. Because we're going to jump into one of our favorite segments. A little bit of lag, a little bit of lag on the stream deck. Uh, we're going to jump into one of our favorite segments, and it's not in this uh, menu. So let's just see if we can find it in here. Um, a flawlessly smooth operation. Smartphone. You know what is a flawlessly smooth organization, though? What's that? The Ravens right now. Oh, clearly. Winning game after game after game. Yes. Uh, against good teams as well, mm. uh, which is always nice. <laughs> yeah, was, it's always a good season when you're beating somebody. Just It's always better when well, you're I beating mean, like, a good team. You know, I was talking to, talking to Brendan about it. I was like, we can't get ahead of ourselves. We got Buffalo this week. Yeah. But then uh, after that, we got the Jets and the Browns and the, the Steelers. And yeah. The, you it, know. Don't sleep on the Browns. I mean, they could, you know, show Start. up. Start hitting people with helmets. Ah, I mean, you never know. Never know what might happen. Uh, might have to preemptively take Lamar out early. Don't <laughs> let him play the last the last play of the game. Speaking of which, so uh, Posse League, uh, I am in the consolation bracket. Yep. Uh, I got my bye this week in the consolation bracket. Um, you played this week, though. No. Oh, no, you had a bye. I had a bye as well, but in uh, the, in the yes. winner's bracket, the yes. championship bracket. Yeah. Um, my work league, Still, this is the last week of the season. Which means that the championship round is, is going to be week seventeen. Week seventeen, <sighs> and I don't know who I don't know who planned that out, but I feel like it was the guy who's joining me at the bottom of the uh, the bracket uh, <laughs> for uh, for our league. Now, here's what I'll say: we have less playoffs because we're already divided east west mm-hmm. in the league itself. So it's really going to be east west championship. No, you know, it's not week seventeen; it's sixteen. Because it's East-West Championship Series, the 1-2, mm-hmm. and then the best of the 1-2. Okay. So I, so I guess it's still Week 16. At least I think it is. I don't know. I, I, once I, Fantasy you know, is confusing. I, I know the one good thing is that uh, Mike Evans decided to get himself injured for the rest of the season mm. during so my bye. That? So now I don't have to worry about whether or not I'm losing out on him. I, yeah. can, just, I can just drop him and not think about it anymore. All I know is... Uh, that when national I, nightmare is over for me. In my uh, second uh, or third week of the season, when I started looking for wide receivers because my second player in my work league went down for the year, I was mm. like, nah, it's not going to be a good year. <laughs> not going to be a good year for fantasy and uh you know it's worse it's the policy league's bad we have like a facebook chat we talk about stuff it's worse at work because it's just like you see the people there yeah and i came in like people were coming in and they were like did you lose a third person to the ir and i'm like yeah yeah that that happened and then tight end i have um Hawkinsock, what's his name? Hawkinson. Hawkinson, which, yeah. and his, he turned out not to be the sleeper that I thought he was going to be. He did really well at the beginning of the season and then fell off. But he makes like my ninth or tenth person on the IR this season. And I'm just like, I have an entire team that has been on the IR that I have to drop. And by the way, ESPN, fantasy football, sucks. If I can't get the, the uh, work league to go over to Yahoo, I'm not playing next year. It, it's the worst. <laughs> Cutting out. But, uh, and I mean, uh, Yahoo locks you in on some players as well. But I think the exclusion is if somebody goes on the IR, they let you drop anyone. 
You'll well, get no, stuck you got to wait for them to take them off the do not cut list. Oh, okay. Well, nonetheless, so there is no end to the do not cut list on ESPN. So I'm carrying two <laughs> IR players on my roster right now because I just cannot cut them, and we are now at the last week of the season. So Why is Darius Geist on the do not cut list? This doesn't make sense. <sighs> yes. Anyway, so uh, I'm 3-10 and 10 in that, uh, or what, what week are we in? 14? 3-11 in the work <laughs> league. Uh, slightly better in the policy league. But uh, the Ravens, luckily, are better. Yes, better than better. both of us in yes. fantasy football. Um, <laughs> this team... This team is <laughs> just disappeared. I ghosted on that one. No, I, I forgot to put you back in on your single shot. <laughs> so wait, uh, let's see if I'm in mine. Hey, I'm in mine. All right. Uh, so go ahead, go, go, go ahead and, and uh, do your thing. Just do it while you just show your face. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Studio mode seems to be working. So let's uh, see if I can get it in here. Um, the Ravens have been doing uh, so wonderfully, and I, it, I, I, I was thinking about it the other day. I feel like this doesn't sync up well with my fandom because I I am constantly in the chicken little sky is falling area of fandom. The like I still don't believe that the Caps won the Stanley Cup. I still feel like they're gonna try and take it away from us, <laughs> even though it was like two years ago. Like I can never be comfortable. Well, to yeah. be fair, I mean the the Cubs may lose their World Series, so it's <laughs> you never mean too Astros. Secure. You mean or Astros? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's never too secure. They can always take it away. <laughs> Find out that there was a. Uh, Secret rocket skates that they were employing during the. I mean, uh, <laughs> explains why Oshi was on fire. <laughs> I was just like, what, what is the movie? What, uh, fuck, what was the movie where the guy who had the axe that was like rocket powered? Damn, mm. you, it's not something we saw in theaters. Uh, I might have seen it on a plane actually in the last week. <laughs> Never mind. Doesn't yeah. matter. I was Anywho. thinking about uh, Ovechkin with like a rocket on the back of his uh, his hockey stick. <laughs> yeah, just says so he like get extra wheels slap back. Shots. It's just like. <laughs> Actually, I mean, it's basically what it's already like. So. I mean, yeah. Um, by the way, just quick sidebar. Uh, I hate that I get busy and forget about things because the Capitals came to L.A. and played <laughs> on Wednesday. And then they played in Anaheim on Friday. Yeah, Friday. And then, like, at, I was just, like, on Instagram at, late at night on Friday. And all of a sudden, I'm seeing them, like, play the Ducks. I'm just like, wait a minute. <laughs> and then I looked at them. I'm like, God damn it. And, of course, it's the first time in, like, 15 years that the Cavs have won a West Coast win, uh, a California trip. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which didn't mean anything to me before, but, mm. <laughs> but means more to me now that they and you've been in the only last, play here once a year. You've been in the last two years, right? Yeah. So I'm seeing some kind of consistency in that. <laughs> I know. I, hmm. I said it's probably for the best that hmm. I didn't go. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the Ravens uh, not only got their win, but they clinched a playoff spot. Yes. So we have that to look forward to. We have the playoffs no matter what. I feel like if we win one more game, then we'd put it out of reach for the division, right? I think like, so, yeah. So we'd guarantee at least one home playoff game. Yep. And then it's just about maintaining this number one seed right now. But with New England losing, that And I was going to say, even better, New England lost, which means that now it's getting scrappy below us. Yeah. And uh, that can be nothing but good. Um, because uh, what, the Chiefs are in it, too, but they're three games back now. They're nine and five. I think so, yeah. Nine and five. Um New England's, we're two games up, plus the tiebreaker. Uh, Chiefs, we have the tiebreaker on. No, we don't. No, we don't have the, the tiebreaker on. And then who else is in? We have it on the Texans, though. The Texans, who are yeah. in the, uh, the, who are also at 9-5. and five. So It's amazing that the Ravens, uh, if, the, if, the, if the playoffs end up like they are right now, 
would have played every single team that made the playoffs this year in the AFC. Yep. And Talk about a, a tough c- schedule. A couple of them in the NFC, too. I mean, like, you got the Rams. You got Well, I mean, the Rams might not make it. But we got the Seahawks. <laughs> we got the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else was there? Titans? No, we didn't play no. the Titans. Um, no, that's about it. Yeah. But a good selection of playoff teams in the, the Ravens schedule as well, which Wait, I was uh, worried about coming in. But Saints? We played Saints, right? No. No. Okay. No. I don't remember who we... Some, uh, the problem is that we watch the Rams games, too, so sometimes I get yeah. confused based on who the Rams player at any given week. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so um, it was nice. We actually got to watch this one at home, which yeah, is always a benefit. So I was going to say, one of the better things is that now that the Ravens are doing well, they're starting to get national play games. Yeah. Uh, which means that uh, with CBS All Access, you can watch from home. So it's it's hard to get your ass out of bed and drag it down to somewhere else to watch a game, but it's a little bit easier just to get up and be like, all right, it's it's uh, we got a game starting at five. I guess we should watch it. Uh, it's like a whole to do to get up at nine and then get around and yeah. get ready and then go out. It really, it's and like the a money 10 that you game. spend. Like, yeah, I mean, like I was much happier with our Roscoe's solution for yeah. feeding ourselves during the game. Well, and then there's the other thing. Like, we're friendly with the bartenders at the bar that we like to go to. Uh, however, that also means that, like, we're kind of always ordering drinks and ordering food. Yeah. And it's like, I want to not just sit here on your table. Uh, and that can run up a bill very yeah. quickly. Uh, but uh, three, uh, what was I drinking? Angry Orchards. Three Angry Orchards and some <laughs> Roscoe's chicken. And we uh, took care of it for the whole day. So not bad at all. Yeah. And I got some work done, which was better even. Because I don't trust taking my laptop to a bar. I can't do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, while one team is on its way up, the other team seems to be uh, resolute with the rebuilding process, I suppose. Yes. The, uh, the In a small bit of Orioles news, they uh, decided to trade Dylan Bundy, former number one pick, to uh, the Angels. So yeah. we'll get to see him more often. Yeah. Uh, but uh, do, do you have thoughts? Are you Are you okay with the sort of fire sale mentality of like anyone with value must go. Well, I, I mean like, so yes, but only because, because I mean, they traded, they traded a uh, God damn it. Why am I forgetting his name now too? the best offensive player we had last year? VR. Yeah. Uh, they traded VR too, because he was going to make too much money in arbitration. Yeah. So. And I mean, that's what it comes down to is it like, listen, uh, we're a small market team. We don't have the resources of everybody else. You can't go into a rebuilding period and then try to hold on to these guys who have just too much money that, you know, yeah. it's not going to be worth it. Because honestly, I think what happened during the late 90s, early aughts, and then again in the late aughts is that we tried to do that. Like the Albert Bell period, where it's right. like, we're going to keep Albert Bell and we're going to build a team around him. Yet he takes up too much cap space. Or, not cap or space, like we're like, going to sign Javi Lopez and Miguel Tejada in the same offseason because we're serious now. Yeah. And it's just like, well, there's still. Seven other positions. Yes, and <laughs> we have no money for any of them. Yeah. And nobody is playing, uh, what's that movie with Brad Pitt? Moneyball. Nobody's playing Moneyball in the in the clubhouse. It's yeah. just, we got two big players. Okay, great. Who's going to play the other seven positions? Like, oh, all right, what do we got in uh, Norfolk? What's going on? <laughs> um, but, I mean, yeah, it's it's if you're going to do it, do it. Uh, I was a fan of the 97 Marlins um, because uh, they came into that the expansion draft and just basically like, the guy was like, all right, uh, blank check. 
Spend whatever you want to spend. Yeah. I want to come in to uh, actually ninety six Marlins were the expansion, right? No, the, it was ninety two, but ninety seven they won the World That's Series. That's what they five won the World Series. Yeah. yeah, but uh, so they expanded. They, they came in the expansion draft and basically like got a middling team. And yeah. then finally, the guy was like, "All right, spend whatever you have to spend this year. Let's do it and let's win." And then in the off season, I don't think that. They had finished shining up the World Series trophy before he was like, all right, trade, 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 (laughs) everything. And then in 98, they were not competitive at all. But they got the fucking trophy. But then five years later, they were competitive again. Yeah. I I like the idea of what what, uh, Elias is doing here because the Bundy uh, trade basically brought four pitchers back. Yeah. Four minor league pitchers back. And I feel like... Bundy isn't going to be on the team when the team is good again. So therefore, you might as well get people who might be good, might be Bundy level by the time uh, we're ready to be competitive again. And just more shots at it is all it is. It's just like you can't have too much pitching. Like you can just load it up with as many good people as you can get. And and this it's the Manny argument. Like we got a lot of farm talent, you know, for somebody who was definitely leaving at the end of the season. Yeah. And we – with him on the roster, with what we would have had to pay him to stay, you don't have the money to rebuild. Then we end up middling our way through with this one great player, and we cannot build a team around him. And, yeah. um, you know, there's been a lot of great players who never won a World Series. Frank Thomas comes to mind where he was making, like, high-end Major League money, and the White Sox just could not put a team around him. Upwards of $3 million a season. <laughs> but at the time, at the time, <laughs> that was a huge contract. Yeah. But, I mean, the White Sox just put themselves in a position where they could not put a team around him. So right. you have Frank Thomas, and isn't that amazing, and he's on the Wheaties box, but he's never going to get a World Series. And, you know, uh, there are those guys, like Frank Thomas, who are like, all right, well, listen, man, I'm here to play baseball. Uh, we're competitive, even if we're not going to get to the World Series. I'm fine with that. And I'm fine with being, like, a role model for people. And I like the city of Chicago, I guess. Like, whatever motivations they have. And today, that's not how people play. Today, it's like, I got 10 good years. I want to get in while I can. um, And I'm going to do the whole thing. So I think it's a smart move. And, you know, if we have anything else of value, you know, um, the the catcher who is, like, kind of bouncing back and forth between the majors and and Norfolk, that's where I'm kind of, like, antsy drawing the line. Because I feel like... He's still in a place where we can hold on to him and build a team that he can be on. But if there's somebody on the major league roster who has value, trade him. Let's get something in and let's see if we can make the best triple A team possible. Mm. Because that means two years from now, we're going to have a really competitive major league team. Yeah. Uh, also with some, you know, moves in the next couple of years of bringing people in. It'll be great. It'll be fine. Um, but yeah, you, you don't hold on to stuff. I, I mean, everybody was upset about the, the reliever. That we got, Zach Britton that we yeah. got rid of a few, but it's again, it's like if, he wasn't going to be here. So he's not going to be here at the end of the year. We can trade him for value. And by the way, even if we kept him, if we paid him what he ended up getting paid in the end, uh, he's not coming ever out on the field because yeah. it's never close enough. There's never a save situation. Yeah, it's never going to be close. What's enough the point in having a closer? Yeah. Um. So you got to make smart decisions, and I feel like that you know, as long as we're not hitting trash cans in the clubhouse and fine <laughs> let's let mike elias uh make his decision so. yeah uh moving on yeah uh oh, wait 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 let's not miss an opportunity for all our new people to check out the wonderful sports ball <laughs> realize the acs yep ac's still yeah. on 
That's all right. Hey, we're usually a lot better than this. It's, <laughs> it's just adding a little production design. We got that. We got started so early. I think making we're people all, who are listening feel cold. We're all shocked. Uh, uh, it went so long without coming on. I don't think it came <laughs> on once the entire time we were getting. Cut. Yeah, I know. Oh well. Um, moving on. New mm-hmm. segment. Uh, for your consideration. Oh, I have that splash for the. Oh wait, no. <laughs> yeah, Not yet. I've been <laughs> I've been waiting patiently for people to make themselves available to me. Mm. Uh, mm. So I think you know what I'm talking about here. But yes. Soon. Yes. Soon. Coming soon. Um, but it's uh, appropriate that this segment is called For Your Consideration because we are talking about the Golden Globes. Yes. And award season and stuff like that here. Um, the Golden Globes were announced this morning at 5 a.m. Eastern time. As or 5 a.m. Uh, Pacific, Pacific time. Yeah, as they do. Uh, because they want to punish us all who live <laughs> in Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, uh, big winners... Uh, as far as nominations go, Marriage Story, The Irishman, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, Chernobyl and TV, The Crown, Unbelievable. Um, it, it's interesting that so uh, the the Globes separate the things in like drama and comedy and stuff like that. So there is you know ten Best Picture nominees here, but split amongst two categories. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, just reading through them all, uh, 1917, The Irishman, Joker, Marriage Story, and The Two Popes for the Dramas, Musical and Comedy, Dolomite is My Name, Jojo Rabbit, Knives Out, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Rocket Man. So, what was the first one on that list? Uh, no, 1917. No. Of the uh, drama list, sorry. Oh, uh, Dolomite is My Name. Yeah, so I think that's the only one of all of those that I have not seen. I saw that one. And that's on, on Netflix too, right? Yeah, it's on Netflix. I don't know if I would say that it was the... I don't think it's like best uh, picture worthy. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't imagine that that would transfer over to the Academy Awards. Right. If we're looking at these 10 movies as the potential ones that would get nominated for Oscars as well. Uh, I don't think Rocket Man makes it. And uh, I don't think that Dolomite is my name makes it. So it makes some interesting conversation about what else could potentially make that list. Well, you know, Joker, perhaps. Here's what I'm noticing. Well, Joker's on the first one. I'm sorry. I'm noticing that. Sorry, wait. I'm still on your shot. Let me let me go to the two <laughs> shot. I'm noticing some similarities amongst all the movies except for Dolomite is my name. Are you seeing the same thing? Lots of white people. Lots of white people. Uh, and I'm also seeing that they nominated literally a movie about Nazis. Mm. So. Do you think there's anything in there that's like, hey, uh, what do we got? What do we got that is possible that we can just nominate so that we don't get a Golden Globe so white? Well, they're not doing a great job of it because. Uh, oh, that's right. Because uh, waves. It feels waves like it feels like they have their token person in every single one of these categories too. Of course, there you go. Thank you, Golden Globes. Let's avoid the Globe so white. Yeah, like I'm, I'm looking through, and of the acting ones, literally every single one has one person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the way, I'm super distracted because whatever you have been looking at online, you have a women's underwear ad running next to. Uh, yeah, that's probably Rachel looking at underwear on my hmm, surface. Hmm. I just know that Corey really likes full-figured women, and there are full-figured women <laughs> in their underwear on the side of your screen. I, 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 I'm just, just saying, just very distracting. It's a great year for uh, women, foreign actually. language film too. <laughs> All right, sorry, so go ahead. I, I interrupted you. I just I, I feel like it's weird because that, that does seem out of place. Dolomite, again, I haven't seen it, but I haven't heard it in this discussion 
but then it got nominated. And then yeah. we talked about in the pre-show, like Waves, not nominated. Right. But I have heard it in the discussion. But I mean, like that. So this is the thing. Like the Golden Globes basically will spell uh, profit or failure <laughs> for your project if it hasn't been announced yet. Yep. But is uh, expected to be something that is going up for Oscars. So like Waves, we've been talking about here. There's been a lot of talk about Sterling K. Brown uh being the being nominated for some sort of acting award i don't know if he's uh leader supporting I think he's lead in that right? yeah like it's about but i mean the like kids but the, the movie hasn't come out yet i don't think right it's no, still no, no, it's due it, out no, for it's another out. week or so no it was out it's one of the 11 from this oh week. this week okay yeah. so it just came out but i mean like basically it's been selling itself as like oh this is the awards fair you're gonna want to see this yep. is the one that's gonna sneak up on all of us and it didn't get a single golden globe so therefore you're starting to go like well is this movie we're seeing? Yeah. Like, you know, and, like, and what are the odds that Sterling gets nominated for an Oscar, but doesn't get nominated for one of the two potential uh, acting, like, you know, like a- actor awards based off of comedy or drama? Or And it's rough. It's a rough uh, row to hoe if you don't get nominated. Because the next few weeks, uh, what something big came out. What do we see this weekend? You mean Knives Out? Knives Out. So we saw yeah. Knives Out. That came out last week. And Marriage Stories on Netflix Marriage this week, I think. And uh, Irishman came out two weeks ago on, yep. on Netflix. But uh, again, 11 movies can't hit the theater this weekend. And next week is Star Wars. So if you're not in the talk for an award, it's really hard now to find an audience that isn't L.A. or New York. Yeah. Um, so not... Great. I mean, I, I honestly, I feel like maybe they they rolled the dice that they were going to get nominated, and they were like, "Let's put it out the weekend before the nominations, and then go with it." And that did not pay off clearly. Yeah. So. But what else you got there? What what other uh, the categories? I mean, it, it's it's sort of like all the things that we've been hearing about. Uh, I'm a big fan. I, I'm glad Russell Crowe got nominated for the loudest voice. I thought he's been doing a fantastic job in that, and just in the same sort of. Uh, world is that I, I'm looking forward to seeing Bombshell when that comes out as well, which is again, I think like a week or two away. Yeah, it's definitely before Christmas, so yeah, we saw the preview for that this weekend. Yeah, uh, you know, TV stuff like you know, <laughs> all the best TV shows that you would expect, except for uh, somehow uh, Jennifer Aniston got nominated for the morning show, which I've heard is literally fire, <laughs> fire garbage, like mm-hmm. uh. Yeah, I don't know. Like it, I, I I'm looking through. I don't see anything that like particularly makes me go like you know like oh that's a snub kind of thing. Big surprise. Once upon a time in Hollywood, a lot of nominations. The Crown. If you watch this season, nominations. Like it was fantastic. Um, uh, Knives Out nominated. We saw it this week. Yeah, fantastic. I think that uh, no. To me, the the no. Uh, no De Niro for uh, Irishman is kind of weird. Well, I, I mean, the problem is that uh, these guys uh, who do these nominations are a little old. So they nominated <laughs> Martin for the for the movie, but they didn't actually watch the movie. Right. Uh, they fell so, asleep. Yeah, they don't know. Yeah, they, they uh, pulled what I like to call a Rachel, and they sat down <laughs> to watch it and then immediately passed out and woke up at the I end mean, of it. I it, mean, it's a loaded field. Yeah. So, And uh, here's the problem that comes when it's time for the oscars like you know you get the the chance with the golden globes at the very least like take best actor right so you got christian bale antonio banderas adam driver joaquin phoenix jonathan price but only in the drama side right Mm -hmm. 
when you put in the comedy side as well, you got Daniel Craig, Roman Griffith Davis, Leonardo DiCaprio, Taron Egerton, Eddie Murphy. Like then you're taking these ten names essentially and making it your short list of yeah. like which of these five get to be nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. Now some of them I feel like are easier to like sort of throw out than others. Uh, I don't imagine Daniel Craig gets nominated for an Oscar for that. For Knives Out. No, yeah. No. Roman Griffin Davis is probably out. What is that um, for, what, for what? Jojo Rabbit. He's the kid in Jojo the Rabbit. Kid in, okay, yeah. No, but 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 maybe he gets in just because of that. Just to add it's a just a flair. lot of it's just a lot of people. Like mm-hmm. so I would imagine that the Joaquin, Adam Driver, and maybe Antonio Banderas make the cut. On the drama side, I, I, we haven't seen Marriage and Story then, though, so well, I'm just hearing incredible, yeah. you know, Leo, uh, you know, and then maybe like a Taron Egerton, Eddie Murphy, like some one of those people and gets Ter- a nomination. Taron's nominated for what? Rocket Man. Rocket Man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought he did a really good job yeah. at. I just thought that there was going to be a lot of things that sort of like made it tough to run it. You know, I mean, Little Women is another one that's like it's coming out here soon this week. I think. Yeah. The fact that it only got, I think, only the one nomination for Sherja is like a little bit disappointing because people thought it was going to be more of like a ladybird type situation. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, it's it's just too early, I think, for a lot of these things too because a lot of people haven't seen any of these movies. So. Uh, well, no, I mean, they saw screener. I mean, we haven't seen it, but they've seen oh, right. Screeners, they get screeners so. and stuff like that. But I'm saying, like, it, it's not quite the. Uh, it, it's weird for people who don't know how this works because it's like. Uh, companies will spend say i have a project from paramount that is an awards consideration like mm-hmm. they're, they're, uh, there's a lot of different uh, awards that i could possibly nominate it to so uh they'll print out dvds and mail them to everybody who could potentially vote on it right and say like consider Corey's project for this year's oscars and you know then everyone who's involved like you know say i directed it and now i have to go out to all these parties and all these talks and i have to like Go to screenings and do Q and A's. Fluffer, you're yeah. a, you're a fluffer. But you know you're going out there to try and like raise the awareness of yourself so that you get the nomination and stuff like that. And there's parties and you got to go to you know like uh, Paramount events and sort of say like you know here's the, here's the movie. I hope you all enjoy it. Shake hands, kiss babies, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's just like uh, it's very political. But I mean like I feel like politics aside they sort of got this one pretty close to right so here's a question though the field i'm sure i'm gonna look at some sort of list where they're just like they forgot this important one that Corey really liked like oh yeah that's right oh shit um so they did is with the field being so crowded and that field being crowded by a lot of streaming services Mm -hmm. um some of the best dramatic performances that you're going to see on tv are seen between the hours of 1 and 4 p.m. on regular TV. Uh, or actually, between 11, 11 a.m. and 4 p.m. on TV. Um, Ellen, uh, Susan Lucci spent her entire career between mm-hmm. 1 and 4 p.m., but she never got nominated for an Emmy. She got nominated for... Golden Globe? No, a daytime Emmy. Wow. And then eventually for the Golden Globes, because... Before streaming, it was like they were trying to fill this particular show, and all of a sudden it was like weird stuff was getting nominated, uh, like Susan Lucci from a um, soap opera. But um, is there a place here where we have the streaming Golden Globes and the film Golden Globes, or like the the TV Golden Globes, where it's a... 
limited series awards, uh, like one one category for limited series and another one for um, an actual film because some of those actors are coming from things that are technically limited series. Yeah. Right. Um, Marriage Story is actually a movie, I think. Right. But yeah, 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 Russell yeah. Crowe's thing is a limited series. Yeah. So well, I mean that's in the T. So I mean, like part of the the thing about the Golden Globes is because they do TV and movies in the same thing. Right. Yeah. Like it's easier for them to <laughs> load up on people. But I mean, again, <coughs> the field is going to get crowded. Even though you separate TVs and movies, TV and movies, you're still now. Is there a place to separate it further to a movie that went out only and solely to theaters for its initial debut, and then? That See, I, I just theater. I just think it becomes too complex. I, I, I think people would rather just I mean, like, I don't know if I, I like the idea of the Oscars being a thing mm-hmm. and it being the best of movies. And I, I feel like the Golden Globes by being like a movies and TV yeah. kind of outlet is sort of uh, it makes it feel less important, I feel like, in the end. You so, know? But, but then we can't see it as. And I feel like if you did that, like if you had an Oscars where it was just like the movies that were seen in theaters versus the movies that were seen on streamers. Yeah. And then you have like the streamy awards or not. It just doesn't. It, at what point are you are you uh, making the like what what's the distinction, basically, you know, because then Netflix is going to do whatever that is. But I like mean, if it's like it requires it to stick to a 60 day window for theatrical right. to they, be considered they put it out for 60 days. they're going to do that just to to get it nominated for the award and to so. be fair they're probably about to own their own string of theaters where they'll be able to put it out for themselves so yeah. i guess we'll see but um but i think I th- my my problem is seeing it as a qualifier for the uh for the oscars yeah because I mean, people like, will get overlooked here and like sterling k brown will get overlooked for waves yeah for the golden globes now his chance of being nominated for an oscar are basically zero right but should that be it is this the the race that gets you into the triple crown i mean is this a triple crown we're like well if you didn't win the kentucky derby it doesn't even matter don't go to belmont no i mean because the the uh it's two different voting bodies, so I mean there is like differences. Like it's the right. Hollywood Foreign Press Association with the Golden Globes, right? Uh, which has been known to be a little bit wonkier, and uh, like the easiest way to sort of like identify it quickly is by knowing that they're more likely to nominate somebody if they're a star. So, is Sterling K. Brown's performance, as far as like the Golden Globe nominating procedure might have like he might have missed being nominated by like one vote sure, let's say sure. you know like he's right on the line hypothetically speaking um you know and now he's got a that would have been played in drama right yeah probably so i mean like you know it, you know maybe he could have edged out like a jonathan price or something like that <laughs> or maybe adam driver did an amazing job in a marriage story but the new star wars comes out between that and when I vote for the Oscars and I'm like, he's just not a good actor. So Sterling K. Brown gets a nomination instead. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's this, this certainly weighs against somebody voting for Like, uh, I would think the easiest way of thinking about it is like, I I don't follow college football that well. So (laughs) please excuse this analogy if it's off. But I mean, like every week leading up to when they decide for the playoffs, they're doing the like AP top twenty-five rankings. Like Florida State is it's number top 100, one. Top one hundred, but I think so. Yeah, twenty-five. Is it twenty-five? Yeah, I've seen like number fifty ranked Wisconsin. Well, I mean, maybe they have another. I don't know, but 
Uh, Either way. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's only 25, but hmm. uh, maybe maybe this is one of the things I've missed. I don't know. I haven't watched college football like ever. In my yeah, life, so. I, I missed the uh, whole playoff thing, and then people were talking about it at work, and I was just like, wait, but I mean, what? like basically the top four teams make the playoffs in yeah. college football, and you know, like throughout the year, you can see teams moving around on the coaches' top 25 list and stuff like that, and it sort of gives you an idea of who could be in the running for the playoffs at the end of the year. Right now, yeah. at the end of the day, the top four teams are more. You know, the top four teams in the coaches' poll are most likely to be the ones that like make the playoff system. Right, but like you know, you can make an if there was another playoff that happened after the first one where yeah. they picked other teams based off of some other criteria, other people picked it. Then you might have, uh, you know, who would be the fifth seed potentially be number four in one poll and four in the, you know, but like, see, but I, once I, you get the first vote out there where it's just like this person isn't good enough for this, it feels like he shouldn't be good enough for the next one that comes along. You know, see, I think that's an apt metaphor, but I think you're using the wrong part of it because the AP vote is the Golden Globes. Yeah, because they're ranking them, and that ranking has no, no nothing to do with who makes the playoffs because there's a vote. To right. make the playoffs. So the AP ranking is the Golden Globes, but that yeah, I mean, there's like the a voting. lot more people who are involved in like you know by having two categories, you open up the ability to uh, have more people seen as potential yeah. Oscar nominees. So, so uh, much like the twenty five, this twenty five uh, leads to four. You open it up. There's a lot of voting, but you cannot tell me that that will not influence the top four because. Maybe somebody is 27 who really should be seven yeah. and they should make the playoffs. But for whatever reason, they're not getting the votes in the AP, which means they're not going to be nominated. In the right. Playoffs. And that, that's the problem. Like maybe D1 or D3 Hofstra University is playing their asses off. Oh, wait, we don't have football anywhere. Anyway. <laughs> See, but th- th- this is the thing. This is, this is the political nature of the whole thing is like, you know, sometimes I remember uh, uh, Kevin Smith was talking about uh, with Red State. Uh, Michael Parks in that he was just like man as far as I'm concerned that was the best acting performance I ever saw in a movie I directed and I started asking people like what do you do about uh, how do we get him in the conversation for uh, like maybe a best a best supporting actor or something like that and they're just like well you know like the he was doing it not with like uh, Miramax or anything at that point but like a secondary studio yeah, yeah. and he they were just like well to run a best supporting actor campaign is going to cost about like a quarter of a million dollars. Yes. Yeah. Like, well, four months ago, what we should have done is because you know you got to fly them around. You yeah. got to you got to put them on all the talk shows. You got to try and get them to host SNL. You got to like have, you know it's it's always great when there's like things that show up on like Entertainment Tonight. Like uh, when Bradley Cooper went to sing with Lady Gaga during residency in Vegas, like yeah. leading up to the Oscars, and they had a live version of. Uh, fallen and stuff like that. Like that, it, it, that's the type of stuff that eats up like Academy voters. And yeah. stuff. They, they, they love this stuff. They yearn for it. So if you're not willing to play the game, then you have a harder chance. And if you don't have a studio that has money, that's willing to put into, and it, it it's just like a presidential election. Like, you know, if we talked about how much money it would take to run in 2016 as opposed to 2012 as opposed to 20, 2008 like yep. it's the amount of money that it takes to even be considered a candidate for president is now escalating into the hundreds of millions of dollars so one final question will it ruin my career in this town for me to call for an abolishment of all the award shows no i mean i think there's a lot of people who who have had fine careers saying that 
they don't care about awards. Hmm. So one day when I'm, uh, uh, now the name I think me. I think the thing Robert is Robert Evans. I think the thing is, do you want to? Would you want the potential? Uh, the hurting your career part is the sort of like the. Uh, uh, do you want to have like a long public stance against these records and then have to be running for one, and then everything you talk about is like. You're like, notably on the podcast, you talked about how the Golden Globes could shove it up their butts. And then it's just like you have to go like, yeah, about that. I was on a lot of Percocet at the time. (laughs) No, I mean, I think that it's uh, like, listen, I um, I don't I I mean, I guess probably probably part of my contract would be I would have to go out and sell the damn thing for the award shows. Right. Like there's no other option. Yeah, I mean, the good it. news is that writers don't usually have to like go out and do this sort of stuff. I mean, like, yeah, I, I guess I, it's, it's not Kevin quite Smith the same there. as like being an actor. Like, yeah, you Kevin know. Smith was there as the director. Yeah, and the producer. I mean, like, uh, so Adam Driver's next couple months are already fully booked with things that he's gonna podcasts. He's gonna have to be yeah. on. He's gonna have to host SNL. He's yeah. gonna show up on like a whole bunch of like he's gonna be on Ellen and you know every talk show imaginable. They're flying him everywhere. All he's doing is talking about. Marriage story and the yeah. same fifteen stories that he's going to tell about the experience the whole way through. I hate it. it, it like it, it's it's just part of how it is played, and he's going to have to show it. You know, like much like running for president, he's going to have to show up at like parties and people's houses and just sort of shake hands and like curry favor with people who might be able to help him in some sort of way. When a statue, like it, it's okay. all addendum to that. Is there any way I can involve guillotines in this discussion? <laughs> I guess you could make a movie about guillotines. I mean, much like the the presidential discussion, I feel like we can just bypass the whole process <laughs> with guillotines. Is there any way we can bypass the entire, you know, Oscar well, process? Well, let's with let's guillotines? not let's not get too far ahead of it because uh, uh, Comcast and their Peacock uh, service is going to be spending quite a lot of money. So okay, fair enough. So maybe uh, <laughs> maybe we should play nice for a little while. Very true, Comcast. Boy, do I have a show that'll win you an Oscar. <laughs> I mean, don't send me out on the... Uh, I feel like I'm very personable. I'd be good. Like, Ellen and I would have, like, a good, uh, you know, repartee. But, uh, yeah, I'd probably make sure not you one. have your dancing shoes on. Probably not the one. Yeah. <laughs> but nonetheless. Uh, so, yes, uh, as Corey uh, pointed out there, Comcast announced today that they are planning to spend $2 billion before 2022 on content for their Peacock streaming service. And that will match... What Apple is planning to spend by 2022, it will also match the Netflix most recent um, debt expenditure yeah. or whatever a collection, not debt collection, <laughs> but like uh, what do what do you oh, man? I am debt exhausted. to asset ratio or something. No, just like they did a, a whole thing of like, hey, we're going to take on some more debt right now, and they got two billion dollars for that. Um, Apple says oh, they're like funding, spend, like, yeah, the funding, yeah. the funding round. Um, Apple says they're going to spend two billion by 2022. Now, um, now. Comcast is coming in and saying they're going to spend the same thing for their Peacock network. Uh, HBO, which is part of AT&T, uh, has said that their rollout of their their platform is going to be acquisitions of a billion dollars, mm-hmm. which could mean new shows like Chernobyl, which I think moves in the right direction. Chernobyl being nominated so much is probably good for original content on HBO. But also, HBO Max is going to be a lot of, like, let's purchase stuff that exists that's good and we'll bring it in. Yeah. Um, but uh, yes, it's good for everybody. Well, it's good for all writers. Uh, but this bubble has got to burst at some point. I I disagree. Um, really? Yeah, it's uh, so. He- here's a here's a. I feel like the 
the content channels that we're hearing about a lot right now are going to sort of like there there's going to be a winnowing of the field um you know like uh right now apple tv isn't doing great uh the morning show despite the nomination for jennifer aniston is uh being talked about as a colossal disaster right um but and they don't really have anything that seems to be like driving people to the service like you know disney plus has the mandalorian as well as the whole back catalog but i'm sorry as far as like new present things that are keeping people interested and the keeping the conversation Mm -hmm. going you know disney has that apple doesn't so like there's a there's a thing like you know like at a certain point like where apple just loses money do they just call it quits at some point well and Uh, so so well, number one, by the way, I'm paying six ninety nine a month for The Mandalorian and Simpsons at this point. Like, mm. I literally only go on that platform for The Mandalorian every week. And then when I get sick of falling asleep to The Office or I realize, like, okay, no, I've seen, I remember this one. And then I, like, go out to the menu and I'm like, episode, episode, episode. And everything I see on the screen, I'm like, yeah, no, I, I like, fully remember these. I'll go over to Simpsons and just, like, scroll down and not look at the screen. Yeah, and then just hit go, and it's like any random episode. Um, so Disney's got that, I suppose. The difference though is Apple produces a product, and I mean Disney has this too. But Apple produces a product which is going to pay for content on Apple TV. Like they can lose money for a very long time. Yeah, before that happens, Netflix. Can't. Oh, I'm not saying that like you know next year Apple TV's gone or anything like that. I'm just sort of saying the 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 idea that there's going to be this many options for places where paid content is mm-hmm. happening is going to uh, we know eventually what where I imagine the growth of the sector is going to be is that more people, more companies are going to want to get involved in content as a way to supplement people's attention of the things that they do. So, I mean, it, it'd be the type of thing that like 10 years from now, there might be some sort of place like, you know, Coca-Cola tube dot com or something like that, where you can go see all this great content that Coca-Cola has put together for mm-hmm. you. And yes, in every single one of these videos, people are enjoying a frosty Coke. Right. But, you know, it, it's a lot of short films that are being, you know, like written by. <laughs> it's the opening. Underprivileged people from all across the world. And, you know, this is part of Coke's global initiative to bring people together and stuff like that. Yeah. If you but go I to mean, Regal like, Theaters, you can see some of them. They uh, is it Regal? Yeah. It does the Coke. Yeah. Yeah. Of the yeah. USC students. Yeah. <laughs> no, good. but I'm saying like it, this is the next stage. I mean, like the the. the the value is to be a media company as well. But I mean, I think that, that Apple is easy enough to make it an app and they could put it on Roku. Yeah. And, and they did. For, is it available on Roku? Yeah. Oh, I just don't want to pay for Apple. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to pay for the service. That's basically the, where, where my, I, I you know, I, I got uh CBS all access, which I, I've wanted to get for a while because I wanted to watch the good fight. <laughs> and I'm finally doing that now, but it's the type of thing where I'm just like, it's not worth it for me to have a subscription all the time to this. I'm yeah. just going to watch the good fight, cancel my subscription, and then when they release more good fights, I'll watch that. So yeah, I but I would also wait until if they were going to do like some of these streaming services are doing weekly releases. Like Mandalorian is doing like every week. Yep, a new episode. So is dropped. frustrating. So I mean, like if. CBS All Access did the same thing where it was just like every week we're going to drop a new good fight. I'd wait until the entire season was out and then subscribe again, watch it all and then cancel. I mean, like it's it's not worth it to me to 
like support this thing all throughout the year, you know? And that's that's where they keep getting me because I was gonna get Jordan Peele's uh, Twilight Zone. I was mm-hmm. gonna get, and then they announced the new star, the the first new Star Trek show. Yeah, and I was like, all right, well, I'll wait for that. And then right around the end of that, they were like, oh, Patrick Stewart's new uh, Star Trek show. Yeah. Coming in the spring. And I'm like, all right, so I'll just wait till that comes out and then I'll binge all of the Twilight Zone, all of the Star Trek and the new Star Trek all together in one place. And like that what they're doing, though, is they're getting me to the point where I'm going to say, you know what? It is worth it. I'm waiting for all of these things. I might as well just get the platform and watch it there. Yeah. So maybe it's not a bad ploy. But I do think they're going to run out. I mean, they they don't. CBS doesn't have the my shows. It's it's old people TV. Yeah, uh, Star Trek and old people TV. So. And I mean, like that's that's really uh, what what I find the problem being is that like <clears throat> a lot of these services feel like they're just going to be tied into one larger service at some like you know eventually I imagine Hulu just sort of goes away when and I, becomes I, like part of a larger Disney Plus like conglomerate app you know <laughs> like right I, I mean i feel like so fox and abc and nbc own hulu right see but i i think they sell it off their portion i feel like disney is 80 percent no, owner no so, of it now or uh, something like that. abc or disney just has foxes and um abc's portion now right so nbc still has it in but i think that they are planning on selling it off when they um when it, everything's going to Peacock, yeah. so they won't have any need for Hulu. Uh, you'd have to get Peacock to watch even the weekly shows. Right. So, I mean, there is a place there where does someone come into Hulu and say, hey, you know, let's put I mean, like else the, on there? the streaming thing that, that, that Disney Plus has going on right now where you could get the bundle of Disney Plus and Hulu and ESPN Plus all at the yeah. same time makes a lot of sense for, like, where I think this is going, where you could have your individual streaming platforms – and you could subscribe to, you know, if you didn't care about anything on Disney except for ESPN, you could just do the ESPN Plus mm-hmm. by itself. But the value will be in the things that sort of conglomerate together, you know? You know what that sounds like? <laughs> Guillotines? No. No. What is ESPN? Uh, you just said let's bundle ESPN and Hulu and... Uh, oh, a cable package? It's fucking yeah. cable. <laughs> We're back to cable. Yeah. How did that happen? Well, because Disney owns 95% of everything that's put out now. I think the problem, uh, where I hope that a lot of these services end up going is, I I think CBS All Access would be the type of thing that I'm subscribed to all the time if it cost $2 a month. Yeah. If it costs $2 a month to have it, I would just keep it. Now, what if it still, does it run ads? They have a version that runs ads. They have a version that doesn't. If it was like $2 with ads, I'd be okay with it. See and and that's what I think, and that's just basically giving me the convenience of being able to stream C- CBS shows and do the. I mean, like obviously, the reason why it's so expensive is because they got football too. Yeah, which is a benefit of the of the app, but at the same time, it only shows me the local station mm-hmm. that I could be watching with an antenna if I wanted to. You know, like so it's like you're charging me extra for something that I could hypothetically be watching for free. Yeah. So like the value to me of it is the. Uh, you know, like paying two dollars to watch The Good Fight or Twilight Zone or whatever. You know, like I, mean, I, feel, I, think, I feel like eventually a lot of these services are going to realize that we're not as premium as we think we are. Yeah, and you're going to get st- services that cost less money. Right now, everyone's upset because Netflix is fifteen bucks and Hulu's an extra twelve, and you're paying you know the equivalent of eight dollars a month for your Amazon Prime, and then you're doing this with Disney Plus and this with you know, like it, it's just too much that is 
already over like the ten dollar yeah mark. But but the premium thing. Listen, I, I think that they are overestimating our desire to not see commercials. Like I will fully, I would pay half as much for Netflix and deal with some commercials, maybe not in the middle of the shows, between the shows. Just let it roll. Yeah. If you give me the option to skip to next episode and I skip and I have to watch a 30 second commercial and then it goes directly into the next episode. I mean, commercials don't, uh, I mean, like the commercials on like Hulu don't bother me that yeah. much because I literally just walk away when they start happening. Just like you do on TV. Yeah, it's just like, a break. It gets you up and moving. And I know Netflix doesn't want that. What they yeah. want you to do is stay planted and watching. But for what though? Why do they want me to stay planted and watching? Because yeah. it's just eyes on the screen so they can say, hey, we're losing a ton of money, but look at all the eyes on the screen. Like, nah, doesn't even make sense. But I, I, I do think that the, I made the, the point earlier because I think that the cable bundle is coming back. Yeah. Because CBS is owned by- It's just by, in a different version. CBS is owned by Viacom, um, which is, is Viacom the, the top company there? Yes. AT&T owns HBO, but it also owns- I can't Warner, think. what's that? Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. Yeah. yeah. So what we're gonna end up having is these uh, these cable packages that include a lot of offers. So it's like, all right, so you can get the entire Warner Brothers package. Uh, and that then now don't forget that that includes the old WB TV network uh, and uh, Paramount. <laughs> I was wondering network. where I was gonna be able to see that. Hanging with Mr. Cooper, only available <laughs> on the WWWB app. Um, but, you know, like AT&T will have that. Comcast will have the Peacock, and that'll have all of, you know, their stuff on it. And yeah. just, it'll divide up. But then it's, they sell it as a bundle instead. So it's like, yeah, listen, it's $20 a month, but you get all of these apps. Or you can buy them individually, and you're going to end up spending more than 20 for the five that you want. And then we're just right back at cable again. And, and how are we letting that happen? It's very frustrating. I... I agree. I also think that uh, in time, I mean, really, every company should want to not be on cable or TV yeah. and just be on streaming because there's so much more you know about somebody and how they're watching if it's connected through the Internet. Yep. You know, uh, hypothetically, you know, 97% of people pause the episode at the same exact spot because something's confusing or something or they've lost interest. You 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 could just like you could on YouTube like see when people start Bam. fading out of the episode that you're doing or Happened the, about 15 seconds into this episode, yeah. <laughs> you can you can find the exact moment where people started checking out. Like that's something you couldn't do on TV. You mm -hmm. had a general idea of how many people watched. You have a general idea of who those people are, but nothing specific. Listen, don't forget. They had that for TV too. The Nielsen boxes, very big deal, uh, and clearly they are showing a a you know category of Americans because the Cheek family is a Nielsen family. Oh, see, but the thing is that you're the 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 Nielsen box essentially with mm -hmm. with with you guys includes a you know seventy something year old man True. and a sixty something year old woman mm -hmm. and. A thirty-something-year-old guy and nah, a thirty. I mean, not really. Well, I mean, like, no, yeah, but I'm saying, like, hypothetically, and like, a baby. There's a baby yeah, there, and too. there's a baby. So I mean, like, you know, the the information that gets, you know, it's a lot of blue bloods and <laughs> Kardashians, and here's it's just the, like, here's the problem. It's just like at, at the end, somebody's going like, you know, like, wow, he likes the Kardashians and blue bloods. The pro so so here's the thing, the new thing about the Nielsen boxes though. So it assigns everybody a number. So when my dad's watching, he hits one, <laughs> enter, and that means he's watching. If they're both watching, he hits one, two, enter, and that says, hey, we're both watching. 
when I came to visit, I got assigned number five because I'm fifth important. Mom, dad, <laughs> sister, grandbaby, <laughs> then Rob. Uh, but uh, what I noticed is the lights on top will every once in a while be like, start flashing and be like, you need to confirm who's in the room. Yeah. My dad gives zero, no shits given. <laughs> and he will just mash any number of buttons and hit enter. And I'm just like, dad, I think you're, you're skewing the results. I don't think that <laughs> throwing off Nielsen, <laughs> they, they, they want to know who's here and you're not really helpful when you're just mashing. Yeah, buttons They're, they're going to be so much happier when they know, Oh, this account owned by Rob cheek, a 35 year old who lives in Los Angeles and has a Facebook profile that is right here mm-hmm. and watches <laughs> increasingly <laughs> disturbing pornography over the last few years, watches twilight zone, star Trek. Mm-hmm. Like we, we know that he likes these things, so we should probably do more Star Trek. If we added another Star Trek show, he'd probably watch it. Yep. And then they can see you actually watching the new Star Trek show. Like yep. that that's all part of the fever dream of of where this is going. And by the way, I'm but first I'm, you have to break away from <laughs> cable and my company is starting to do media sales now. And I can tell you the other thing we want is to be able to go to, I don't know, um a webcam company yeah. and say, Hey, there's this guy who's been searching for webcams online, and he also watches this show religiously. Yeah. And we have a pool of, you know, 20,000 of these guys. Don't you want to run an ad against our, our yeah. program? Um, which is another benefit of being online that you don't have even with a Nielsen. Well, I mean, so. like, you know, back in the day, you used to have to have, you know, like a humongous number of people. Watch, you know, if you were a, a show on NBC and you didn't have 10 million people watching, <laughs> your show was canceled. <laughs> like... It's it's one of those like now I don't need to have a show that has 10 million people watching. I could have a show that has 10,000 people watching. Mm-hmm. But if it's 10,000 people who are like really super engaged and willing to spend money to support it, it doesn't really matter. You know, like, yeah. Uh, have you heard that story from Caroline Ray? No. Do you know who Caroline Ray is? Yeah. yeah, yeah like, So uh, she's in back to the future. She's a mom in back to the future. Right. Mom. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. That's not Caroline Ray. Who am I thinking? Oh, no. She's from Sabrina Teenage Witch. Yeah. The mom from Back to the Future is who I'm thinking about. Okay. Caroline, also from Caroline in the City in the 90s. Um, damn, what is her no, name? No, I know her name. I can't think of Also right from now. the classic Space Camp from 1994. Um, but while Corey looks it up, the story she told is that she actually produ- is a producer now. Uh, so she produces um, other shows. And... The very first time that uh, she had like a little break from when she was on TV to when she was producing. And it was in that break that this whole like, oh, we don't need four million eyes in order to be successful. They, Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson. Where did I get Caroline? Oh, because she was Caroline in the city. But mm. Leah, Tom- Leah Thompson is her name. Yes. So there was a break. And during that break, it went from like, hey, listen, if you can get 50,000 really rabid fans. That's what we want. We yeah. don't care about 10 million. So they called her and gave her the numbers for uh, what her show did in the first week. And they were, the guy on the other end of the line who is like, she's telling me like, I talked to him later and he was just like, I was wondering why she wasn't so excited. She got off the phone and called everybody and was just like, Hey, I just want to tell you, I'm so proud of the work that we did. And no matter what comes out of this, you know, I really think that uh, we had something magical here. And like, everyone's confused because they just heard from one person like, Oh my God, we killed it. And this show is going to run forever. And then the producer calls with the voice like, Hey, we're about to be canceled. So, um, but that is very much how quickly it changed from like 98 when she went off the air to 2005 when she produced a show 10 uh, friends had 10 million per episode, I think. 
in the last season, and no show now would ever the Super Bowl. Yeah, might get ten million. That's it. So anyway, um, I do like shares though. I think that's funny though, because the, the the Ravens game the other week uh, had a sixty share in the Baltimore market, hmm. which means that sixty percent of the televisions were on the Ravens game. Well, to be fair though, uh, not a lot of people still own a television at home. So yeah, that's a lot of bars that you're yeah, talking yeah. about. People out getting drunk. Um, so what do you want? I mean, we got we're at an hour and uh, we got a lot on the agenda. What do you want to? Should we just fire through these? Yeah, yeah let's just do. Uh, I mean, like, it. Well, let's see. Is there anything here where we need like more than a couple seconds to talk about? Now let's just roll down through the news and I want to come back to the top again. So the roll down through the news. We're gonna skip to the news section. Okay. Uh, and lightning round, go. Uh, Kamala Harris is mm-hmm. out of the presidential election of the uh, Democratic primary. Womp. Uh, Mike Bloomberg is in. Uh, he spent something like $16 million in TV ads. I do uh, not approve this substitution. So I don't know who said, hey, let's substitute Kamala Harris, uh, take her out and put Bloomberg in, but uh, I'd like to to talk to that person. Uh, I don't think that Kamala Harris uh, deserves to be the Democratic nominee. Yes. Um, but. but I definitely don't want Bloomberg <laughs> to be it either. So no. that's, uh, yeah, that's uh, unsettling a little bit that... Uh, he's sort of coming in at this point and just sort of, Money for lack of a way? better term, carpet bombing the entire yeah. uh, primary process by coming in with money at the end. Buying his way into the primary. That's mm. what he's doing. Um, well, and speaking of unsettling, uh, story out of Florida. Um, police chased a sto- uh, some armed... Uh, there was an armed robbery at a jewelry store. The guys hijacked a UPS truck and went on a high-speed chase. So now... There are two men who have, I think they said $70,000 in jewelry and the contents of a UPS truck, which, let's be honest, is probably mostly Amazon stuff <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Um, and they go on a high-speed chase. They finally corner them. They then fire something like 112 rounds at the truck. Um, they kill the robbers. They also kill the UPS driver who was being held hostage. They also kill a bystander in a car nearby and if that wasn't bad enough i i think i think what we're missing here is the is the video that goes with it where they're literally shooting through traffic on the highway yeah if that wasn't bad enough uh they took cover from the the robber who as far as i know didn't actually fire at them because he had the sense to say if i hit one of these yeah. Uh, people, uh, that's going to make this much worse. So I'm going to show them my gun to get them to back off. They took cover behind innocent civilians' cars. Yeah. Which, if I remember correctly, was part of our justification for going into Iraq, for going into Syria against ISIS, was that they used human shields. And we cannot allow that. But... Um, it's okay in America. Okay in America. Uh, so the cops who we pay to be brave and to... De- to serve and protect us, uh, were so afraid that they hid behind uh, innocent people and also shot innocent people. Shot 112 times at a UPS truck. By the way, probably the definition of the broad side of a barn, <laughs> and some of them missed it and hit an innocent person, yeah. as well as killing a hostage, when literally over, again, $70,000 and the contents of a UPS truck. I, I get the... I get the, uh, the They have to... Uh, if they think that he has a gun, they have to have some sort of armed confrontation. Sure. But I don't understand why you have to do it, like, literally on the middle of the highway. 
Like that just seems like I, all I hear is like because there's a lot of freeway chases here in L.A. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like I, all I hear is like uh, somebody from the helicopter doing the play by play of the car in the streets, going through the streets and yeah. stuff like that. And then he'll every once in a while throw out a little something like you might be wondering why they don't do the strike the spike strips right now. But the reason is because there's too many pedestrians in the area and they wouldn't be able to get a clean yeah. A clean rip on it or could right. lose control yeah. and flip over and yeah 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 and, and they're just like so they're doing the 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 math of where would be a good place to do a spike strip but they have to sort of see where his trajectory takes him yeah. and blah 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 but like it, it seems weird to me that like the guy in the helicopter knows like all these like when they can and can't mm-hmm. use certain uh types of force and uh on the highway just parked in the middle of Gridlock traffic doesn't seem like the time or place. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, th- there was a game back in the early 2000s called Game of War or Gears of War that one of the moves you could pull when you started to get overwhelmed was you didn't have to stand up to shoot. You could just put your gun up over the wall you're hiding behind yeah. and just shoot. And I feel like given the spray of bullets and the innocent people murdered by the police, that there was at least one cop who literally just reached up over the hood of a car and just started firing his gun generally in <laughs> the direction of a UPS truck. Um, so, yeah, so America. Uh, anyway. Uh, moving on. Uh, in Trump news, uh, the impeachment is still going on, uh, but nothing specific to say right at this very moment about that. Uh, the Inspector General report came out, though. Uh, this is something that uh, a lot of Republicans were, were clamoring for, Trump uh, chief among them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started when Sessions was still the AG. Mm-hmm. And it was basically going to look into all the people who are looking into Trump and seeing what kind of political malfeasance was going on and deep state nonsense. During the 2016 During campaign. the, d- yeah. basically, how was it that the FBI was allowed to investigate the Trump campaign and Carter Page and all these people? And, uh, you know, like it must have been some sort of Democratic hit job. Uh, turns out it wasn't. Turns out it was all pretty much on the level. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, also, turns out he might have been breaking the law. So there's <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and basically, this whole thing that like a lot of Republicans have been, it, it it very much has sort of been like the Mueller report report for Republicans. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people going like, wait till you hear about this Inspector General report. It's going to tell you all about the dirty Democrats and their plans, mm-hmm. how they infiltrated the FBI. And so then, meanwhile, you go, cut to the FBI, and it's just filled with old white guys who used to be cops. Yep, yep. <laughs> We're not voting for the Democrats. I just don't. And then again, like the worst thing that they found was like, oh well, yeah, uh, those two guys were, those two people were sleeping together. They didn't want anybody to know, so they didn't announce the fact that there might have been a little yeah. bit of a problem that they were sleeping together. I mean, there's also the the uh, there was a lot of talk in there about like sort of the FISA court and stuff like that, yeah. which literally is, has sort of been a libertarian talking point for, <laughs> you know, whatever, 20 years at this point. Yeah, by the way. But literally no one else has cared about. Republicans like, harping on the, the FISA courts in this report and ignoring the fact that Bush used the FISA courts for eight years. They, just love, to- they love FISA courts when it doesn't <laughs> hurt them. Yeah, exactly right. Just like uh, I love pass interference when it's not called on my team. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Why would you even challenge that? That doesn't make any sense. It's clearly not. Um, yeah. Uh, and one other little point for Trump, which is uh, surprise to no one because he's become the center of everything in the news cycle uh, and yet nothing getting accomplished. Um, he has basically stopped doing the job of being president uh and basically i i feel like this may have we may have had the last domino fall 
at, uh, in Europe where he saw other world leaders making fun of him. And he yeah. basically said, I'm going to take my ball and go home. And he did. And now he's basically sitting in the White House watching TV and tweeting 24 hours a day and not actually doing the job of being president. Yeah. So um, election in a year. He's out of office in 18 months, so that's coming. And uh, oh, tomorrow is when they're saying that the articles of impeachment will be released. Yeah. So I still don't know how I feel about like them trying to get through this thing. So, so I mean, like I, I get where they're coming from and the fact that they want to uh, sort of move on because they don't want it to drag on in the American consciousness and stuff like that. But yep. uh, I feel like. The, the Senate part of this, uh, uh, surprisingly, sounds like it might be a shit show mm. uh, because Trump, uh, rather than just taking the win and carefully going away or like shutting the fuck up and taking the win and oh, leaving, no. No, no. Uh, he's actually apparently going to try and use the Senate part of this as like an actual trial where yeah. he calls like Joe Biden under Biden to like yep. <laughs> testify on the record and stuff <sighs> like it. This has the hilarious consequences of of probably getting way out of hand very quickly and uh just to remind everyone we've done this before in the last 20 years and uh well not quite 20 oh my god it's more than 20 years since Clinton. yeah uh but nonetheless uh it took them two years to go from it's almost 20 years since graduating high school so yoy, yoy, yoy. uh it's gone tw- it, uh it took them two years from articles of impeachment to vote in the senate yeah and we have less than 18 months left in his... Now, obviously, he's running for president again, so it does still have an impact. It's just, even if we boot him out after the election, and even if you get Pence too, it'll still be a Republican. It'll yeah. still be his nominee. Um, so, yeah. yeah. And the likelihood is you don't get Pence. So it's just President Pence after that. And... I don't know if you've been watching. We talked about Hulu earlier. I don't know if you've been watching Hulu, but uh, there's a little show on there called A Handmaid's Tale, which is basically <laughs> Mike Pence's wet dream. So, I'm not really sure if that would be better. Uh, quickly on the Baltimore corner where you yes. get the street dope. Uh, Sheila Dixon <laughs> said that she's going to announce this week uh, what she decides to. Where you get the straight dope. <laughs> what she decides to do for uh, running in the 2020 elections. Yeah. Uh, a nation turns its lonely eyes to you waiting for the. I, I, I just can't even like, w- w- what's the point? Like, what, did, what did you say about uh, Stephanie Rawlings Blake a few weeks ago? Like, why even bother asking her? <laughs> Who asked you? <laughs> yeah. Why are we even talking about this? I mean, she's going to run for mayor. She's probably yeah. going to finish in the top three there somewhere because there's just this contingent of people like just like uh, uh, there's the Trump people who are just like, he's done nothing wrong. Yeah. Like, it's only the Democrats who were talking about all this nonsense. Like, no Americans. Are, like, there's, like, this contingent of Baltimore women who's just <laughs> like, Sheila Dixon was a good mayor until she got railroaded. And she deserves another chance. Yeah. I mean, also, uh, Baltimore's basically a third world country. So, there's that. And um, uh, who else? Yeah. Who else is going to run? I, I mean, it's at this point, it's like, eh, it's all really bad choices. So what's the best of the bad choices? Like, oh, Every well. once in a while, I hear about like a small town in Wyoming that elected a dog as mayor. Mm. And I feel like that might be the way we have to go. It could be. That could be the winner. <laughs> yeah. Well, and before we go, there was one other thing I wanted to jump back to at the top. And yeah. that was just, this is a really good time for movies. I know we kind of talked about it, but there's a lot coming out. There's a lot of good things. 
go to the movies. Yeah. Uh, and you have a really great source. We have two really great sources. We have one really great source and one okay source <laughs> to check out and see what kind of movies you should be going to watch. But go support movies. Uh, Star Wars is coming out next week. Uh, Marriage Story is uh, out on Netflix. Uh, oh, The Irishman. Because yeah. I said on Twitter, uh, or we posted on Twitter that we're going to talk about The Irishman. Um, it's two hours and ten minutes too long. Um, <laughs> and uh, I don't believe De Niro as an Irish guy. No, and I mean, like, he doesn't... Uh, did you ever Google what the real Frank Sheeran looked like? Yeah, yeah. Not not very De Niro-like. But, I mean, like, I, I really enjoyed the performance of De Niro. I, I, I am. On the, on the review that will be uh, released shortly after this uh, podcast is done being recorded, uh, I talk about... What schedule do you have? Uh, I... <laughs> I tried to, uh, I recorded it earlier this morning, I edited it, I put it mm-hmm. on YouTube, and uh, I think the I think YouTube saw Irishman and decided to make the upload time like three and a half hours, so <laughs> I mean, that, could be that was part of the problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just, uh, I, I think that, it's like one of the, you know like when uh, 9-11 happened and people said that Bush was going to be an important president just yep. because of this, but we didn't know like what the how it was going to like how he would be remembered in the long term because so much was in flux about like what was going on with 9-11. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like not every not everything gets the opportunity. Do you know going in is something is going to be important? Uh, it, this movie is important. I just don't know how it's going to work its way into that conversation 10, 20 years from now. You know, Corey's hot take. The Irishman is basically 9-11. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, it, it, it's 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 rare an opportunity where so, you know prior to something happening that it's going to be important, and that that's the that that's basically the the point I'm making there is yeah. like that we know this movie is important because it it, it fits in uh, with the chronology of so many important people in film, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, like the the ability that. Uh, Scorsese had worked into having Final Cut and being able to make such a long movie and stuff like that. Oh, boy, was it long. Boy, was it long. I just I worry about the uh, effects. I, I Something tells me that, like, we watch this movie, you know, like when you saw Jurassic Park when you were a kid. That was mm-hmm. the example I made when in the thing. I was like, if you watch Jurassic Park when you were a kid, you're just like, it can't get any better than this. Like, the best. Are there real dinosaurs yeah. somewhere? Like Steven Spielberg went to an island with mm. real dinosaurs. It's the only way you can explain this. Yeah. And then you watch it now, and you're just sort of like, ooh. Yeah. Like yeah. CGI is not as good as I remember it being. Yeah. And then you know, like it, I, I feel like we're gonna have one of those with this too. Like ten years from now, we're gonna watch it, and we're just gonna be like, oh. Was I listening to the podcast with you about the de aging in this movie? Probably, yeah. Um. So that the method actors who wouldn't do the dots on their face, so yeah. it wasn't as accurate as it could have possibly been. Uh, message to everybody: whatever the technology is, but use, use the best form of it. Use the use the best form you can find because. Well, I mean, so <laughs> the way they got around this, and this is really interesting, if you're uh, curious about how they make these films and stuff like that, is they would create a three camera array for every camera that they had. Yeah. Uh, which basically was like uh, they'd be shooting like a red as like the main camera, and then they'd have two Alexas side le- side mounted alongside to create the depth necessary to, to create plaster, the yeah. effect. Yeah. Um, and they were saying that 
you know, like there was a couple times where Scorsese was running extra cameras because he wanted to like have the spontaneity and the improv and stuff like that. So for moment, there was one moment where he was going to shoot something with three cameras. Mm-hmm. What would normally in a normal movie be three cameras, but because every single one of them had to have two cameras on the side of it, it was a nine camera. Sh- yeah. Uh, yep. For like particular parts of this movie. And that's just like crazy. And because it's nine cameras, you have to have nine people who can operate the cameras. So yep. you have to have nine first. Assist- <laughs> you have to have nine uh, camera operators. You have to have nine second mm-hmm. AC. You know, like it's so it keeps escalating, you know? Yeah. Can you imagine the guy walking down with the uh, with the um, clapper? Yeah. Yeah. It's not a cl- what is it? It's slate slate. And just like, all right, guys, you ready? All right. Sound speed. <laughs> and if somebody wakes up they fall asleep in the back and they wake up and they're like yeah yeah <laughs> good performance bobby like oh my god dave dave you've not you've ruined it thank you yeah. thank you dave all right start uh, start from the top uh we do that to people at work sometimes we're like, when somebody falls asleep we'll just like everybody will be like yeah all right and you see like yeah, <laughs> I would love. Uh, I would love if they uh, uh, to see the sound guy who just like showed up. That <laughs> he like, sees the array. Oh, it's gonna be easy. We're we're gonna run a couple extra cameras today, just because uh, we're we're worried. Uh, we wanted to catch these improv moments, but mm. uh, there should be space for you. It's like okay, how many cameras are we running? Nine. <laughs> okay. Excuse me. <laughs> okay. Excuse me. I have to call half a dozen friends of mine to come help me. But uh, my my point on that was uh, you use you should use and I understand that the these actors there's no way you could have convinced them to but use the best form of the technology because the my biggest comment on it was not that De Niro didn't look Irish or that they had the same nonsensical conversation like nine thousand times about yeah. like go to the place and do the thing you know no <laughs> go to the place and do the thing which I get it's a mobster movie so like that's gonna happen but it happened a lot but it's that. I could pinpoint the point at which they were the age they are now, and everything outside of that was not great. What were your thoughts I, about the stomping, the hand stomping? Oh, well, I talked about that. It, it's uh, the hardest part of this movie is the fact that our three leads are in their seventies, yeah. and they just do not have the ability to physically look like they're like. Uh, there's talk about like the uncanny valley and stuff like that where <laughs> things become so so close to real life that they're not real life this is kind of like an opposite of that where it's just like it looks so real but at the same time it looks like a 70 year old man trying to stomp somebody yeah. that like it, it it i'm having the opposite effect where i'm just <laughs> so just sort I'm, of like something's broken in my brain it'd be like if if uh you know, we were just like walking to the elevator or something like that. And I'm just like, hey, cat, follow me. And then I just started running and I was going 50 miles an hour. You'd just be like, something is not right. My yeah. brain just broke. Uh, I went back and watched that scene twice more because I am 100% certain that there was a green, uh, like a chroma key brace mm-hmm. of some variety holding him up. Because the <laughs> angle at which he's he's like taking, there's just it too looks many. Like he's leaning on something, and there's nothing there. Obviously, there's so. just too many times. Like you know, he's like going up the rocks to like, <laughs> like uh, 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 all these things made me uncomfortable. You yeah, know? Uh, but but by the way, uh, but I did love Pesci. Like when right at the end when he was playing like super old, <sighs> like just about to die old, and he's yeah. like 
He's got the shakes and stuff like that. Like that was like some primo acting right there. I, right? I, and that's the I'm thing a is big, like, I'm a big fan of Pesci in this movie. We don't see him enough. He needs to do more things. Yeah. I like Joe Pesci. But anyway, so you know, like this is the thing. People are gonna be talking about this movie for like the next forty years. So yeah, but check it's an out a review. Movie. To we see know that we know that it's important. That's yes. that's something that's something where we we don't usually get that opportunity. Like Corey's pointed out, it's gonna be like nine eleven. <laughs> The Irishman, just like 9-11. Uh, Corey man. Baker. You know what else is important? What's that? Oh, the anthem.com. Corey do the anthem.com. Moving anthem on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the listener line. 443-219-7595. What's the number again? 443-219-7595. You can find more of me at my website, CoreyBakerFilmmaker.com. Uh, the new review for The Irishman is going to be out by the time you hear this. Um, so go check that out as well. I will have... Uh, Knives out on Thursday, and uh, yeah, hoping to see a lot more this weekend because the awards fair is coming out fast and furious, and that's not to say that the awards fair will be fast and the furious. It's just a expression. I mean, it should be <laughs> clearly, clearly. Anyway, you can find me at all your social networks at Robert and Cheek. Make sure you check out robertandcheek.com where you can find links to the YouTube channel. Uh, youtube.com forward slash Rob Cheek uh, and you can find links to uh, the books which are available on Amazon by Rob's books thank you uh, but make sure that uh, you check out the Everyman Movie Review I got Knives Out coming out on Thursday because somebody's copying my release schedule <laughs> uh, Midway is coming out on Sunday after that and I do think I'm going to do a bonus um, for uh, The Irishman because I don't know where it's going to fit in uh, I have a plethora of videos now it's Coming a problem. I'm gonna have to start posting more often. But uh, also, um, I reviewed the uh, usage of the AMC stubs, which, mm -hmm. by the way, I did a review of, and that's available on the YouTube channel as well. I did a review of AMC stubs and how it's helped us see more movies. But uh, we are underutilizing, and yes. we need to start utilizing more. Oh, I'm I'm 100 fine with that. Now, to be fair, as I pointed out in that in my review of AMC stubs, our one viewing of Prime for Knives Out. Paid for the whole month. So yeah. it doesn't really matter. That was a $24 ticket. But um, we still should see more. And there's a lot of stuff out there to go see. And Star Wars this weekend, right? You're excited about that. Yeah. This is Just remember, when you watch his videos, when you're like, oh, he's so right. That's Star Wars. That's him right there. <laughs> yep. Well, I think we've done good here today. We've done something. I don't know if it's good. But as always, you're listening to the O the Anthem podcast, part of the O the Anthem digital network. For Corey, this is Rob. Have a great weekend. Everybody. Six, 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 the number of the beast. Oh, yeah. And can we get some Twitter followers? Because we're at 666 <laughs> Twitter followers, and Corey's a good Catholic, and that really is messing with him. So go follow us on Twitter. Six, 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 and, uh, the if, number of the beast. If you're joining us for the first time on YouTube, Periscope, or Twitch, that's the show. That's <laughs> what you're going to get. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, but check it out uh, Tuesday on Anchor.fm. That's where you can find all the podcast episodes. So. Yeah, guys. Have a great week. Bye.